welcome back to the Snakes Cast. Happy Wednesday. My name is Jonathan. Joining me is Amanda. Hi. And it's time to teach you how to teach games. This is it. We promised we were going to do it. We're going to do it. Actually going to do it. Yeah. I don't know about you, the, the most useful general tool that I have when as far as teaching games is general to specific. Yeah. Big picture stuff first, details later. I would agree with that. I mean, I think the main question people want to know when they sit down to play a game is, how do I win? Right? Sure. So, I mean, I think the, the first thing that I usually mention to people is the objective of the game. Hmm. What? How do I win the game? Are we all playing together and winning together? What do we have to do? Do we have to find the four treasures before the island sinks? Right. That's what we have to do. Um, are we playing where it's me versus you? And it's the idea of, you know, oh, well, I'm going to win if I have the most victory points at the end of this game, or I can win by military, or I can win by science if we're playing Seven Wonders Duel. Or is it one of those games where it's like, okay, so it's, uh, you know, everybody versus everybody uh, in uh, in maybe a social deduction game and I'm a werewolf and I'm going to win if I don't die and everyone else is cool let's find the werewolf okay everyone close your eyes you know um, so yeah that's that's absolutely the way I teach a lot of games like Bang for example yeah because oh, yeah. your, your job whether you're the sheriff or the deputy outlaw renegade it's that that determines not only who you are and what you're doing but how you win yeah so it's a great place to lead off also from. it's not even just about like how does one person at the table win that's a good point as well. Some games are going to be how do each of you win and what are the conditions in which you can win depending on how complex that game is. Yeah, usually what I'll do is I'll start with a sort of like a 30 second overview where I will start with the overall idea of the game in one or two cents. What's going on here? How things are at the start of the game, how they change as the game goes on, how the game ends, and who the winner's going to be. So yeah. by the end of that 30 seconds, that's I, I, I hit on who the winner's going to be at the end of that sort of overall structure. So it's the thing that hits hardest. Um, but in a lot of cases, you actually want to lead off straight away with who wins. Yeah, well, I usually do uh, something similar to that, but it'll be, you know, let's say we're playing Mission Red Planet. I'll mm. say something like, okay, cool. So, you know, we're all trying to go and colonize. Like, we're all people, and we're all sending spaceships to Mars. And we're mm. all trying to colonize it. And you're going to win by basically going up there and doing the best at colonizing. And that'll be it. Like, it'll be <laughs> more of good. like a, this is why we're here, and this is who we are. Yeah. So, um, so I mean, it's sort of what you do, but probably yours is a little bit, uh, a little bit more like detailed getting people into the world. I'm just like, these are two lines. All right, here we go. There's there's room for multiple styles in this oh, as well. Of course, and yeah. when you find an approach that works for you, that's something that you're going to find a lot of little tricks that you can use with new games. Yeah. So uh, absolutely, this is not a cookie cutter thing. There's no single correct way to do it. There are principles that can be useful. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, def- definitely sort of um, understand that there are. There, there is a lot of room for personal style when it comes to doing it's these kinda things. kind of like guidelines, you know? It's kind of exactly. like there are things that are mostly going to work for you, and we know this because they overlap. Like, we, we both obviously are going to need to mention to you what the main objective is and, like, why we're doing that. And that's going to have to be pretty early in the game. And that's the main thing you're going to have to get to. But how you want to tell that story is totally up to you. That's true, too. And uh, how much narrative you incorporate into it is, as well as another thing. We're going to talk about narrative on Friday. Stories oh, are, like, a separate thing. because that's Very important. That's an advanced trick and you're going to find it very useful. So um, continuing with the general to specific thing, you begin with a big overall you know, 50,000 foot view of what this game looks like from start to finish. Yeah. So then you can start getting into the details of the individual parts of that game and the stuff that people are going to be doing. So for example, in Catan, I will say, all right, on your turn, you're going to roll dice. 
get resources, then you're going to trade stuff, and then you're going to build stuff using combinations of cards. And, uh, and, and, and having provided you know, a general overview of each of those, so now you know what each of these three main parts of your turn are. You pass the dice to the next person. Once you've got that part, I can zoom in further still. And, and say, explain what is the rolling. Exactly. What is the trading. What is building. And how are the details of all those things going to work. Exactly. The most specific thing about any teach is going to be the exceptions to the rules. Yeah. Those little things, which is why I tend to save those towards the end. Same, same. I think it's more of a... This is basically what's going to happen. And then it's also like, but in this case, sometimes you'll have to deal sure. with this thing. Or in Pandemic, uh, towards the, I, I won't actually tell people what their unique special character abilities are oh, yeah, not until, until the very end. Because by that point, they know exactly what the rules are. And, and they, they know can, what that Exactly. Is. And they can yeah. understand why it's awesome to be able to have this ability. Because that rule that was going to be a real pain, I get to ignore that because I have this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. It's... um. It's one of those things where it's it's about what can you what do people need from you and then where mm-hmm. can they kind of take over as well. So when you're doing a teach, I think getting people involved as much as possible is usually a oh, good it's idea. Huge. Um, where it comes as you know, okay, so helping helping me set up the game, mm-hmm. um, and when we're diving in, so now you guys know some stuff. Uh, so when I go here and I do this. Right. And then letting people finish that sentence for you and figure out what happens next and, and help you teach the game because people retain things more when they're a part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, uh, that thing about, about getting them to help you set up the board, that's massive because mm-hmm. they're, they're invested in what's going on and participating even before you've started your teach, yeah. which is going to do all kinds of things to help them retain the information. And it's going to be fun for them. Yeah, of course. Um, also, you know, the getting, I, I, I couldn't agree more about, uh, about getting them to, uh, uh, to sort of participate as well. But the finishing sentences thing, like, okay, so after the buy phase where you buy things comes the sell phase where you sell things. And there you go. Yeah. It's like immediately, it's, it's, they're, they're, they're right into it as yeah. soon as they've gotten that. And it also, not only does it um, bring them more into it, it also gives them confidence that they can understand this. Yeah. Um, the, uh, like with the king, one thing I like to do is in King of Tokyo, is when I'm showing how the cards work. The cards are sort of an exception type thing. Yeah. So I tend to save it till the end. By this point, they've got a fairly good grasp on it. And uh, so there are two types of cards. And uh, this kind of card here says keep on it. Guess what you do with those when you buy them? You keep it. There you go. And the other kind is this, this one says discard it. Can you guess what you do with those? Can you guess? Can you do guess? You, do you discard them? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it gets them right into it. And it, 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 it's with the wrong group, something like that can feel condescending. Yeah. So but. You, with the with the right group, I mean, I think it's uh, it's very helpful. It's also it's lighthearted. Just, yeah, it's just pointing out to people like these are things that you guys now have enough information to figure out on your yeah. Own. You got this. You and can totally do, you do guys, this. Do you guys figure it out on your own though? Because if you don't, then that's fine. I'll explain it to you. Yeah. Because there are going to be people at the table that you know you're going to say, "What do I do with this keep card?" And they're going to be like, "You buy it," <laughs> like, and they don't know what the right answer is, and that's fine like yep. it's a thing of I'm throwing it back to you to see what you've understood and if you don't understand something gosh I hope there are never any people to come to the cafe that I've ever thrown something back to that are like oh my gosh I don't know the answer and now I'm an idiot like you're not an idiot I'm just looking to see if you understand what I've told you and if you haven't then I am the idiot because I didn't make you understand it absolutely it's yeah. so important to meet people where they are and to be patient as well nothing good ever comes out of being impatient with the people that you're teaching yeah no um, I'm not, not naming any names you know sometimes it's it can be a little difficult especially if people are tired if yeah. people have had a few drinks as, as often as the case yeah um, they they can be a bit slow. They can need some repetition. 
that's no reason to be mean. Unless no. unless you think that that would go over really well with the group if it would get them laughing. Yeah. You can be and get that person involved. Exactly. Somehow, like, or or, or get them you know laughing and enjoying it. It's, it's it's it can be hard sometimes. But again, for people like us working in a professional environment, we have to be really cautious about that. Of course. Because we can't give a negative customer experience. No. For you though, you know your buddies. So if you guys want to joke around and that's how you learn a game, that's also fine. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can tease your friends about not getting whatever it is if you know that they're the kind of person who's going to respond well to that. Mm-hmm. If they're going to laugh at themselves and enjoy it. If there's more of a sensitive type who is going to take it poorly and feel like they're being criticized and singled out, well, obviously you don't do that. Yeah. I would say another good way to sort of, uh, when you're when you're sort of finished your teach, so you've, you've done the main objective, you've talked about sort of the key components of the game, you're sort of going through just sort of like these weird little things that might happen while you're playing. Mm-hmm. It's I like to finish it off by just usually letting people have a turn or letting at least yes. one person have a turn just to make sure that like the whole group is on board because there's also something to be said for when you're teaching a game, watching how people interact with each other, with you, and just watching their faces. Because it will tell you a lot if somebody goes to do their turn and they're looking all over in front of them and then looking at you and then looking back at what's (laughs) going on. Obviously, they still haven't gotten it yet, so they're going to need some more hand-holding. But but that's, that's very important, I think, to let someone have a go so that the table feels confident before you leave them or um you know if it's your friends like let them dive in and see you know where maybe you need to improve your teach practice rounds are an interesting sort of thing as well because for some tables giving everybody one round to just try stuff and mess things up and see how it works can be great yeah for others it can be an unwelcome distraction uh personally i am of the belief that if you're the sort of person who's going to enjoy a game, it's okay for me to let you put your hand on the element and burn yourself and say, okay, there, now you know not to do that. Well yeah, done. Excellent. Now you learned something. Good. I mean, the thing about games is that you, you're playing a game and everyone always sort of wants to, there are a lot of people that want to make the right decision first. Exactly. And the thing is, is when you're playing a game, it's, it's not really the same. Like board games aren't really as clear, I find sometimes, as something like a video game. Where in a video game, it's like, oh, I have to go over there and do that thing. Sure. And in a board game, it's like, okay, well, there's some things you can do, um, especially if you're playing something that's a little bit more complex. Of, well, what do you want to do? And it's like, well, what's the right thing? And it's like, well, there's many paths that you may choose. Which one would you like? This is a real barrier yeah. for a lot of people. They're so accustomed to other kinds of games, like in particular video games, where they're very, very structured and very linear. Yeah. And being tossed and in out life. into oh, very much so. Yeah. Um, and being tossed into a situation where, as you say, there are all these choices, and it's hard to tell which one is the right one. That's what makes it a game. Yeah, that's what you know. If you are if you are someone that uh, probably is into something more of like an RPG game style, mm-hmm. then you're probably going to be the person that I'm going to be like, okay, you're going to start and we're yes. going to watch what you do. Exactly. Because the good thing is that when you do have people that are conflicting like that at a table, right, you can kind of throw it to one person and maybe not to the other person. You never want to put someone on the spot if they don't want to be on the spot. That's mm-hmm. also important when you're teaching or asking questions. Try to figure out in your friend group who's going to be the person you can sort of have as the dummy player or have as the... Sure. Uh, have as the test subject as it is. Exactly. The one who you can throw into the, uh, into the into meat the grinder fire. and yeah. see how it works. Yeah. Okay. So uh, there's, those are some general principles that you can use for teaching games. We're going to get into some possible problems that you might run into on Friday and ways that you can deal with those. Talk to you then.